Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. International break, firmly in the rearview mirror. How do you feel? How'd you do? What's up? Um, it's a long week, you know. International break's always a long week. The weekend, took a little trip with the misses, so that was good to try and knock those days out a little quicker, but very excited for FPL to return next weekend, obviously. What about you? Yeah, I wish I did some sort of vacation. That was very clever planning on your part. I'm a mess. I feel like a heroin addict going cold turkey, like... Just busy. My sleeping schedule is completely backwards from the rest of humanity. But now everything's back. So okay. So know. I think for this pod, I'm I'm on wild card. So I think through my wild card, we'll sort of talk about some different topical FPL talking points. Um, first of which, we're going to start with the front line, and the question is Kane versus Lukaku. I am. The, the number one name that has not left my draft since I started tinkering has been Kane. Uh, Lukaku, I tried to make work with Kane, but the rest of the team just suffered too much. I just am all about Kane, with, even though he hasn't returned yet. The stats are there, the, the threat's there. He seems like the best captaincy shout, and he, for four of the next five game weeks, is definitely the best captaincy option. Yeah, I think everybody loves Raymond on Slack was was asking specifically about that because he said prior to game week three, you were both high on captaining Lukaku over Kane. Now Walsh is looking at bringing in Kane and ditching Lukaku. What changed? Are Kane's fixtures swinging the balance despite not scoring yet? Blah, blah, blah. So I guess you just answered a couple of those, but I don't know, dude. I mean, it's really hard. I still think it's very, very risky to go without Lukaku because of the the ownership that we've been hammering home from preseason, but right. I obviously agree. I've had Kane, and he's not going anywhere. Like I, We've been saying since last season he's the best player in FPL, and he's still the best player in FPL, even though he hasn't scored. Yeah, I think the tougher thing with Lukaku is looking at the teams, because United and Spurs are right there with Liverpool and maybe Chelsea and Man City with the kind of the heavy hitters that we like to fill our teams with. The value from Man United is not with Lukaku priced at the second highest forward, second highest player in the game. The value is with Mkhitaryan and Pogba. The value is in defense. So it also makes it a little bit tougher because I have three United players in my wild card, and it's nice not spending 11-5 or 11-7 of Lukaku if you're buying him now compared to someone like like Kane when the midfielders, Ali and Eriksen, are over a million more than Pogba and Victorian and and the defenders are more in yeah, general. Yeah, defenders as well. are like six five. Yeah, so that also plays into it, you know. Yeah, because you're trying to get as many of the best players on your team. That makes sense to me. It's just so tough, dude. Because and it's it's a wait and see thing, I guess. But like, we'll just have to see how in the weeks when Lukaku braces, because he'll brace at some point. How you do? Like, if you can stay afloat, if Kane and defenders and other shit can get you through that or if you just take huge rank hits on those weeks every time you know yeah and i think another yeah definitely you definitely need your 11 to come through if lukaku's gonna come in and you don't own him you need to make those points up somewhere 
But the other thing about going without Lukaku is he's always kind of that had that donkey quality. But you know, the game where he scored against uh, Swansea in game week two was not a good performance. So I was already a little bit like, okay, it wasn't his best game. Like, hopefully, he'll rebound against Leicester. The performance against Leicester was even worse. So that's telling me that. You know, maybe. Meanwhile, Kane's performances, the underlying stats have been off the charts. Lukaku couldn't compare to them. Um, it's just telling me that. What about I think the hat trick versus Gibraltar, bro? Oh, fuck off, <laughs> Gibraltar! Gibraltar, the the heavyweight. Yeah, everyone's like posting all these stats. I'm like, dude, like, like Spain played like fucking Liechtenstein. Like, this doesn't. These aren't like things that are relevant to league play, but. Yeah, dude, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be tough. He's six, he's almost sixty percent ownership right now, Lukaku. Yeah, I mean that's it's the ownership's really high, so it's it's either I'm gonna make it up elsewhere or I'm gonna just sink. And you couldn't so find a way to get both in. I could. It would just mean a four three three. Realistically, with only two heavy hitting midfielders, it would limit my squad to five heavy hitting attackers, and I just didn't like the look of it. I like a four three three. Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't feel good when I have just every single player in the game at my disposal on wildcard. I had other combinations of players and other formations that I just preferred. And at the same time, it comes back to it where really when I'm looking at value, and okay, you have 60% ownership, he's going to tick along, he's going to score a lot of goals, Lukaku, but if I'm not going to captain him realistically and I'm going to want to captain Kane ahead of him most weeks, then I need to find value elsewhere in my squad. And having Lukaku in alongside Kane prohibited that too greatly. So I just I'm just gonna go without Lukaku. Yeah, I feel like I almost have the template forward line right now of Kane Lukaku for me now. Like right. I feel like the average person who's wildcarding probably dials those three in first. But Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's the ideal. But then, you know, for me on wildcard, you know, that's a four oh fifth defender, which I don't love. That's no, a four yeah, five. I mean I have all of these things that are not good about my team, but the forward line is sexy. So Yeah, but it's easier to make work when you're not on wildcard and you're still trying to figure like wade through the waters. Oh, you know? for sure. Yeah. Wildcard yeah. you're just tinkering constantly. So yeah. Yeah. so you're in Kane over Lukaku. So what are your other two forwards or one forward? I don't even know what formation you're in. So three four three is dead, but it's straight back in my. <laughs> oh no, dude! I can't <laughs> believe back. it. I I'm cannot back, fucking dude. believe I'm, it. I'm so properly. You should back listen into to this pod. FML FPL. It's fucking great, and they <laughs> declare that three four three is dead. Three four three is back in my. This heart is my, Nietzsche declaring God is dead, and then he goes oh, to yeah, like Sunday just... mass. Yeah, and everyone's like, "What are you doing here, bro?" And he's like, "Nah, dude, God's house. This is sick." So I had four four I had four four two dialed in and it was feeling okay. It was very heavy in defense with a lot of premiums and it, it felt like a good value team. Yeah. But I just want another heavy hitting striker. So obviously Firmino is in. And the other question has been between Barata versus Lacazette versus Gab Jesus. And I've gone with the latter right now in my draft. Gab. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like Lacazette has such a circus around him. Granted, he's got a few really nice fixtures in the next four or five coming up. He, he's bottom of that list. I think he has to be bottom of I that think list. He, I think he has to be. I think the fixtures be damned. It's just, you know, he's got one one start really in there, and the team's a mess. You don't know what kind of formation they're going to be playing. Like, even Bournemouth at home, it's a good on-paper it's fixture. Really good. But 
it wouldn't surprise me to see Bournemouth give them the game. I mean, Bournemouth then, was ve- were very close to nicking a point at home against City. King looked good. They were playing compact and tight. They looked yeah, they looked and then up it's for it. away at Chelsea next week. So like, yeah, they're going to get. You don't even feel like you're at risk without luck. Is that you know like yeah. no Arsenal? Play- I'm not threatened by any Arsenal player right now. Maybe like some rogue De Bruyne Ellsbury type is going to like captain Alexis this week, and he has reason to believe that he's one of the better captains, I guess, because the captain's so tough this week. But, yeah, I think Laka's definitely at the bottom of that list. Yeah, but I do think, though, you get that little captaincy punch out in your in the back of your mind when you're looking at even Alexis, but also with Lacazette, just because the fixture is so good on paper compared to what all the other yeah, heavy hitters Yeah, so much better facing. than all the other yeah. heavy hitters, yeah. But definitely Lacazette has been in the in the – distant rear view in, in comparison to that trio. But Murata and Jesus is a very much closer battle. I mean, you got 0.3 savings on Murata. Um, he's settled very nicely. He's still getting subbed early, but Hazard coming back should only increase the supply and, and the service to him. But the stats comparatively to Jesus are not, not really... Uh, Jesus is better stats. And I still feel like City are a more high-scoring team than Chelsea. And we know now that Jesus is preferred to Aguero when Pep is going to play one striker. And it's a little bit like a post-hype sleeper or you know, not the most favorable flavor of the day. But I think Gab Jesus at 10-4 is still just incredible value. If you're playing at the tip of that spear for City, no matter where De Bruyne is playing, no matter who's playing on the wings, if Jesus is going to be playing down the middle, then he's going to be getting goals. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I love the I love the Jesus pick. I mean, me and you are I guess just city fuckboys at this point because we're just such believers. But I want to point out that like you said that City are going to score more goals or score more goals in general than Chelsea. And I think some people will probably like have pause with that. But what we really mean is that City attack way more often than Chelsea. <laughs> You know, it's it's really more that. It's like City are always like looking to attack and have possession and are moving the ball forward, whereas Chelsea are just not designed in the same way. It's not that we both think Chelsea are really fucking good and we both think Morata's really fucking good, but it's just it's more the first thing I said than that, you know? Yeah, I mean I think it's it's just one of those where we believe in Pep and we believe that he wants to attack and he has not he doesn't really have any defenders in the in the side. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just think that Jesus is a good pick. Yeah, he I feels mean feels like he feels like someone I could kind of set and forget for a little bit. You know, his price dropped and his ownership's down a little bit, but I feel like he's just gonna tick. Yeah, and I'm not on Wildcard, but I I'm really like I like a lot of the teams I see with Murata. Like I, I feel so talk really, to me about Murata. What do you think? Because I feel a little really bit of good. There. I feel really good about Murata. I mean, I just think it's hard to imagine a season starting off better for a brand new player. Like right. he's still just betting in. Like he's not even didn't even start week one. Like he's he's getting subbed early. He doesn't really. He's maybe not fit. This is you know, this is like his big break. You know, like he's been kind of a backup on Real, in and out of the side on Juve. Like this is like his he could be here for a long time. And I just mm-hmm. he 
he's putting up really good numbers. And like you said, with Hazard coming back, they should be better and creating a lot more chances. And I don't know. I just feel like they just got through a really, really tough run of fixtures. And he came out with two goals and two assists. And maybe not immediately, but soon there's, there's greener pastures. And I just feel like I could see Murata just being incredible. I'm still like, even though we quote unquote know that Jesus is in front of Aguero, it's still pep and it's still just like a nightmare to think about every week. And if Jesus has one bad game and Kuhn comes on and scores, it's like, okay, now is Kuhn preferred to Jesus? Like, I don't know. Whereas, like, Murata is just, like, the guy. He's yeah. definitely no, the guy. That's definitely something that you could hold your hat on, that Murata's yeah. the number one guy who's going to be in the team sheet of Pep, every game. Pep just fucking scares me. Like, every yeah. single player we've thought was nailed or nailed to a, at least a certain position ever since has Pep has nailed. got there has not been has nailed. Been, has been nailed. KDB nailed the season. David Silva nailed the season. Jesus nailed the season. No, no, that's true. I just mean even nailed in the, in the position that they're at even. You know, like KDB moved back and Silva's further forward. Yeah. and yeah, Jesus could be on the wing or whatever. Yeah. There's, there's still those three, and those were the three that we've really keyed in on. Those are all the of three. Us FB, and they've been playing every every game. That's true. So, that's true. And, so I, I yeah. definitely agree. I'm going to sweat the team sheets to, to a... To a degree, but I, I think Jesus, he's got a little bit better fixtures than Murata. It's an easy downshift to Murata in a few game weeks yeah. if that looks like that's, you know, the thing. But and he at has this the, moment the, in and time. And they're a more explosive team. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's very reasonable. I think you flip yeah. a coin there. But I like, yeah. I like both picks a lot. And the other thing is, I mean, you know, to play to a theme is I'm, I'm trying not to chase those players that have banked points. Yeah. So far and right. chase game it's still so points. early. Like Yeah, you know, it's easy to put in Lukaku, Murata, Firmino because those three forwards have scored the most. But when I'm looking at the next couple game weeks, yeah. the medium term, the 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 long term, I wanna get players especially since I'm on my wild card, I wanna get players that I really believe in. And I'm trying to disregard the first three weeks, which is why I'm really giving Lacazette a fair shake and looking, okay, he didn't play right. last game, scored the first game, did score the second game, offsides goal should have been counted. You know, he's not nobody just because he has one goal yeah. and three. Right. He's and a just because player, he so. got benched for Wilms one time doesn't mean shit, right. really. So, I mean, I'm really am trying like, another takeaway on wildcard. I am trying to look at everybody. I'm, yeah, I'm not trying and to just. To be fair, I did not realize how good City's fixtures are until I just opened them up. Yeah, they're they're pretty good. So. They're very okay. fucking good. So that's my front. I mean, for me, you know, it just speaks for himself. There's yeah, there's nothing impossible. To be said there. There's nothing to be said there. So going back, so again in three four three. So I have Chalaba at midfield for my four five. I looked at the stats between him. I've seen a lot of questions about him versus Tom Carroll versus Loftus Cheek, and realistically, the stats tell me that Chalaba is really the only of the four or five options that have real open threat yeah. potential. He shoots. He actually shoots. He shoots. He's actually shooting. He's not restricted to indirect set pieces like Tom Carroll. Ruben Loftus-Cheek, for, you know, he's created a couple chances. He's a little hurt right now, but he also just doesn't shoot. He plays really far back. So yep. Chalaba looks by far and away nothing, no one even remotely close to him, to me, for the 4-5 spot. Yeah, I agree. And then going from from lowest to highest, I mean, Robbie Brady, I'm fucking in there, baby. Let's fucking go! Yeah, no, Rob- I'm fist pumping right now. <laughs> Robbie Brady has been so in my he's, dick. 
he is like souping out of control levels of soup, like overflowing. Like other people are posting about him (laughs) on like Reddit and FFS and Twitter stats and shit. And it's just like, wow, yeah, I feel good about Robbie. So I think the main thing with Brady that I've been thinking about is his his spot is in direct contention with Richarlison. And I mean, I've had Robbie Brady since he was on Hull back when he was on Pens, and he was just like a little runt a yep. few years ago. Yep. And he's always done me well. He's got that left foot. Came to Burnley last season, really couldn't get in the team she consistently. But this year, I mean, he's got Deitch's trust, and he's on all those set pieces. So he's got you know a ton of corners. He's crossing his life away. He's pretty good on the baseline baps, just because he's you know. Completing passes, getting some CBI, some tackles, doing this and that, putting some crosses in. And his chance created are off the charts. He's got 10 already. He's got two big chances created. And he's shooting his fair, fair bit. You know, he has seven shots already, seven goal attempts already. Through, yeah. And you mentioned the left games. foot. Like it's, if you're relying on Marcus Alonso for any sort of goal return, then you can just line Brady up for the same sort of goal return. Like right. those types of, Right side, just outside of the box, free kicks are just like absolute bread and fucking butter for him. Yeah, so I'm, I mean, I'm in on Brady. I like his stats, but Richarlison does does pose a significant threat. I love him. Yeah, I mean, his stats. He's got 11 goal attempts in in two and a half games, eight or nine in the box. So yeah, he's getting in and around there. And yeah, his, he's been great. Yeah, he's been great. His conversion rate is astoundingly low. So, you know, I don't know if they're going to come up to the norm or if his norm is he's just a bad finisher. Just haven't seen enough of him, but he's someone that should definitely be there in your thoughts. The one thing that really put me off for Charleston is looking at Wofford's fixtures. I think from an attacking standpoint, they're exceptionally bad in the near term. He's got three away fixtures in his next four at Southampton, at Swansea, at West Brom, all at extremely good defenses at home. Um, and the one home fixture in those four are against City, which is which is also terrible. And then he faces Arsenal and Chelsea. So the yeah, fixtures are as bad as they could come. So for those reasons, so I'm on Brady. Yeah, for those reasons, I'm on Brady. Yeah, for those reasons, you're fucking out as fuck. I mean, defensively, those three away matches are pretty good. But holy shit, attacking-wise, yeah. you don't want any part of that. But I don't want to limit it though to the to those two because there are a lot of six million midfielders that are in and around there, and especially as I've been tinkering on wildcard, you know that's kind of a the make weight spot that there are a lot of options. Mm-hmm. Knockart was really good in against for Brighton last week. His stats were really good in that game. He was everywhere, even though they were playing against a ten man Watford. I don't think he's a complete dismissal, even though he is on Brighton. Mm-hmm. Might be on Pence. He's got his fair share of set pieces. Um, Richie on Newcastle finally got a return, but he's as nailed as they come. Newcastle has very good fixtures coming up. He's still he's on not, pens as far as we know, too. As far as far as we know, I mean, they probably won't draw a pen the entire season, but as far as <laughs> no, we know... I feel like Atsu could draw a pen. He's a little tricky Yeah, fuck. he could. Yeah, he's a little fucking fast fuck. Um, what was that? What were we talking about? You were just, list, you were just listing oh, other yeah. guys you're considering, yeah. And then, I mean, Hesse is still there on Stoke. Hesse you know, he is has still the pedigree. Still lovely. He has the pedigree. Stoke have some bad fixtures, but they turn soon. Maybe he's one for those game week six or seven wild carders. And then West Brom. I mean, Matt Phillips is still going to tick along. You know, yeah. West Ham have you know Lanzini's going to be back soon. He's a little more expensive, but there's some guys there. And then Renato Sanchez. We don't know what he's going to do at five. 
probably one more to monitor to see where he's going to play and how Clement's going to set the side up. But there are a lot of like six million ish midfielders around there, and that's the kind of thing. You know, if you want to go Kane, Lukaku, Firmino, you have to pick two of these players, and you have to be comfortable with that. Yeah, it's, it's relatively one. impossible to choose the right one too. As I mean, and that's part of the reason you're wild card ants. Part of the reason I'm making two or three transfers this year. I mean, this week is we overplayed the like seven and under mids. Like there still are a lot that are interesting and there still will be some that end up being incredible value, but there's so many that it's just impossible to pick the right answer. And you can't just burn a free transfer on that spot every week or you'll just end up taking a billion hits. So no, I mean, I I think Tadic is still an option. He's on pens. I think Fab is an option. He's under seven now. I mean, there's so many guys, dude. A lot of options. Yeah. A lot of people saw um, Moy. Yeah, I, I think he's terrible. I think it's a really bad pick, but yeah. he's he's picked. I mean, at least you're going to get a two or three from them. He's not like J, JWP. Yeah, and if he playing, ever yeah. gets any return, he's bonus god. Yeah, bat magnet. Let me ask you uh, about dude. West Ham, though, because... Bachi, what is this guy? Bachi coach on Slack? You know that guy? Yeah, I mean, one does not simply coach Bachi. (laughs) They're the the Bachi coach. He said, I want to make a move for Antonio, but not sure if it's my bias from when he was titting and cheap two years ago and fell in love, plus the American fantasy player bias of always thinking we need to get in someone early. What would you need to see from Antonio to bring him in to fill the void in that mid-price, mid-bracket? Kind of like... That you could use the exact same question blanket for all of the West Ham midfield. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, honestly, with Antonio, I wouldn't need to see much. His stats were already really good in his limited minutes he's played this season. His stats are always really good when he's not playing right back. It's really just the performances from West Ham. Are they going to get done against Newcastle? Is is that going to be a consistent thing for them until they fire Billich? That's really it's similar to Arsenal. I think they're like Arsenal light. They have a lot of players that you could easily talk yourself into. Chikorito, Arnautovic when he returns, Lanzini, Antonio. Are they going to be? Are they going to play better as their team on paper suggests, or are they going to keep playing Mark Noble in a double pivot and get bossed for possession? It's a tough one. Uh, same with Arsenal. You know, is Welbeck going to play? Is Alexis going to come back in? Is Ozil going to be floating around? They have a lot of players on paper who should do better than they are, but we just don't know. So you have to either either take a leap of faith and talk yourself into it, or just avoid and monitor. Yeah, that's how I, I feel. I, I I would avoid and monitor, and that was my West Ham thing from before the, the season even started. Like, there's still so many moving parts. Arnie's only played one game. Like, he he's coming back. He got red-carded in the second game, and Lanzini's only come back and played one half, and IU has a knock, and we just... They're just such a wait-and-see for me, like, they have so many moving parts. We don't really know where they'll be a month from now, and that's what I want to see before I buy in. Yeah, but I, I still don't hate an Antonio pun at all. I mean, the fixtures are fantastic, and if yeah. you're if you're not on wild card and you're limited to a certain price bracket, if you're looking at under eight million for a midfielder, he was he would definitely be my first choice. Yeah, that's that's a very fair assessment. Before we keep looking at midfield, I did want to just touch on the budget striker. Debate because there are a lot of people have been asking questions about that and you know real we're we're looking at the under Firmino at the eight five and under bracket yeah 
Rooney, Chicharito, Mounier, um, Rashford. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. he's he's still in the combo. Yeah. What do you what do you see there? I mean, do you think it's worth investing in? Do you think that it's an avoid? Where where what are you looking at? Yeah, I think it's still an avoid. Like I still don't really feel good about any of them. If I was wild carding right now, um, I still have a lot of guys that I'm interested in, and I think are maybe gonna return good value and worth monitoring. Like maybe. Tammy Abraham keeps starting. Maybe yeah. Fossilu keeps starting. We'll see what Both happens. Both of those to, names are really interesting. Yeah, we'll see what happens. They feel Bonnie. nailed. Wait, what did you say? They feel nailed. Yeah, they feel nailed. Like Fossilu just came straight in and just donned, and it's like fantastic fixtures. No one cares about Dwight Gale instantly as soon as Fossilu came in. Um, I don't think J Rod should still be overlooked completely. Yeah, I mean, he's fine. He has some good fixtures at Brighton this week. He's is as good as it gets. I still think... Right. Um, you hate him. Got it. Yeah, Boney, you know, we haven't seen dude, him... what at- the fuck was that show with Boney being, like, fat? Is he actual fat? Dude, he hasn't played in so long. What do we got, like, a few years running since he was titting it up with Swans? Yeah, like, he last year he played 680 <laughs> minutes. And the year before that, he played 1,200 minutes. Like, he's just been, like, fucked off. He's been treated very improperly. <laughs> what, is, what does Wilf do? But, you know, he'll get fit, and they'll probably play two up top. And $6 million for Boney, if he returns to form, is incredible. Um, but I'm not going in with any of those guys. Chicharito, I mean, same. We just covered West Ham. He's good. I'm still terrified of his high ownership, but, like... West Ham are so bad. I don't want to spend a, a forward spot on a West Ham player yeah. right now. So I, I've had a few different thoughts. I think Rooney is someone I've tinkered in and out of my team. Yeah, you love Seven, Rooney. Well, I always love Laz this fucking drunk driving, just like me, my pals. <laughs> I think at 7'6", it's just, you know, it's good value. He's playing on Everton. He's probably on pens. His stats are really bad, though. And, and with Siggy in, don't know where he's going to be playing in the near term. And the fixtures get a lot better for Everton after the next two game weeks, but it's it, there's still question marks there, no, no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah, question marks Chikorito, all over this price bracket. Every single player, the, every single. I mean, Chikorito's got really good fixtures, but also very bad stats. The team has looked terrible. You don't know what he's going to do. Munier is playing on a promoted side. Enough said there. I do think that Tammy Abraham is the pick of the bunch. I think if you're going to take a punt and still go with a three-four-three. Or a four-three-three dedicated team, that there's nothing. There is not two million in it between Rooney and Abraham. I, I don't see that. Swansea have fantastic fixtures. I think it's worth a leap of faith. Yeah. I mean, if bo- if Bonnie's been bombed out from Stoke and every other fucking side in the world, and he can't get a game, even still, they're then, they're playing two up top regularly. It's not. Yeah, I'm, so I'm not Jordan threatened Ayu, by Jordan Ayew. Yeah, yeah, he Tammy's is the in. worst of them. Yeah, Tammy at five-five feels like. The best shout. I think Hasselu is definitely his closest competition. But if I was going to go there, I would definitely pick one of the 5-5 five, five guys. I mean, I've tinkered in and out with that structure as well, and it's really nice. I mean, it gives you Alonzo. It gives you extremely heavy defense with good players in midfield, and it's it's a big make-weight. So I think yeah, Abraham and we'll, and we'll or go back to midfield, But there's also the lurking heavy hitters of Hazard and Alexis and you know even Kev if he returns back to his normal position where 
you know, my front line, for example, Kane, Lukaku, Firmino, it's going to be really fucking hard for me to get up to those guys. If they yeah. start, you know, if Alexis just starts scoring at will, like, I'm going to be in bad shape. I'm going to have to take a hit to get him in or something. Yeah. So before we go on, let's just let's just shout out the Patreon again, as we do every episode real quick, because it's really what keeps the podcast alive. Patreon.com slash FMLPL. You can subscribe there. We have rewards. I just sent out the first mug to Eddie Fretter's. It's fucking, (laughs) we got the slack. It's a good place to be, and it keeps the pot alive. And um, thank you so much to everyone. Thanks and cheers. Yeah, cheers. All right, so back to midfield. I want to next talk about Pogba versus Victorian because, you know, we've kind of flittered about that debate here and there. Yeah, and there's Um, also the, since you don't have Lukaku, there's also... You know, Ray on Slack again was wondering if it's oh, possible Ray to fucking all into. Yeah, it. Ray is just all over the place. Is it possible to cover Rom with Mickey and Pogba, particularly if you want to go Kane up front? So you know, coverage. What, what's your really, answer? I don't really buy coverage. Um, having Mkhitaryan, I think, would soften the blow of a Lukaku festival. I think he has a very good chance of getting an assist and like a the type of game where Lukaku braces or hat-tricks, but he's not going to cover him. That's not going to happen. If you don't have Lukaku and he scores a hat-trick and you have Mkhitaryan and Pogba, you're still fucked, is my answer. I agree with that answer that you just gave. However, I do think that there's more value in owning both of those 8 million midfielders than having someone like Lukaku as long as you're not captaining Lukaku. Yeah, that's the thing. I disagree with the coverage part. But I do think they're good picks, yes. you know, especially Mkhitaryan. I I'm still mad on Pogba, but I think yeah, if I'm I was wild carding, I would definitely have Mickey in. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think Mkhitaryan is a better pick than Pogba, but Pogba's stats are still fucking ridiculous. I mean, I know we watch him and he's taking all these speculative shots from way outside the box and shit, but he still creates a lot of chances and he shoots more than any midfielder in the game. So far throughout these three game weeks, and just doesn't Victorian do it for me. Just like, for yeah, right. when I, like I was the big naysayer, you know, last week I was just every one of his shots. I was tweeting like, "This is worthless. This is worthless." And like, and I feel were. like all of the advanced stat people all agree that like his speculative shots from thirty five yards out are just like. They hardly even count as a shot because there's such low probability of them going in. He's like yeah, shown to know, not be a finisher over time, and just I'd rather just go with Mick, who's just creating a billion chances, and will probably you know just run into some assists even on set pieces and stuff. Yeah, I did have a little look at Pogba's Juventus highlights on YouTube. Oh, I mean, if he, hey, don't take it away. Don't take that away. From if me. you ever need to be convinced of Pogba's abilities, just look up a skills yeah. compilation and pull your pants down. Because so here, here that's we what go. I did because money was tight, and I have Paul instead of Mctarian. Uh, very late change. Right now, you have Paul in your team. Right, I have Paul on my team right oh, now because I bought God, him at I eight. So. So I'm saving point three on it, and we will get there when we start talking about my defense. Maybe I can go back to Mctarian, but the stats for Paul were really difficult to look away from. Even though I know that we talk about and we've been watching him for for months and years, that they don't mean that much. But 
Yeah, not all shots are created equal. Not all know. shots are created. But, so I have Paul in there, and then my other two midfielders, Salad, obviously. Salad, straightening. Mohamed Ahmed. Dude, uh, yeah, we, I want to start calling him Pauline on the pod, but it's just uh, like two abstract no, people no, won't understand. And then my other midfielder is none other than Philip Coutinho. Oh, my God. What? So, I mean, I'm looking at Holy it like this. Holy shit, dude. I cannot afford Mane at all if I want to have Gab J's up top. And when we get to my defense, I can easily run a 4-3-3 this week. No problem. I think Coutinho is going to probably get a bench roll, a little sub on appearance against City. But 8-8, you know, there's value there. And even though he's playing in the midfield three, he's going to still tick along and he's going to have a set pieces and... He's going to be roaming around the edge of the box for Liverpool. Yeah, when Phil shoots from outside of the box, it's a real thing. Yeah, it's not like Pogba when he's shooting into fucking row 1,000. Yeah, exactly. And I'm trying to look at it in the medium term. He's got zero points on the day, but at 8-8, you know, when the game came out and he was 9, he was in 30% of the teams. Yeah. And nothing's changed now. Now that he's back in with Klopp and he's back in the side, you know, he's fantastic. He's the best player on the team, arguably. And they're going to be rotating, and there's going to be whatever, this and that. But I would rather have Phil and not have the double United midfielders and be able to double on United's defense than have the double United midfielders and have someone like Maguire in defense. So that's really what I played with there. Because I can't stretch up to a 9-5 Ollie Erickson, Mane type in that slot. And if I want to still have a reputable defense, it's got to be someone under nine. And those are the kind of the, the players I've been playing with. And I, I just feel like it's a little bit ahead of the curve they're getting in with Phil. It's a big little punty. But yeah, I mean, what's it's a, a little, little risky, a but it's also not really risky at all when you think more about it. He's, he's obviously 100% fit. He just played both games for Brazil, I think, and That's returned. Cool. And, yeah, it seems all good. I guess so. I think you have the wrong third Liverpool player picked, but we'll get there in defense. You want me to get Trent? Yeah, you should have Trent. I want Trent. I think it's insane to not have Trent on a wildcard team right now. Yeah, I mean, that's a a problem, is that if I go Trent there, then then I got Jones. So you'd rather have Jones. What am I doing here? I'd rather have Trent than... Blend. Trent is probably second to Jones, like best value defender in the game right now. I would say. Yeah, I mean, he's he's clearly preferred to Gomez. Gomez is not going to play against the Minnows. And Klein You're is gonna out want, until yeah, at November least December, December maybe February. Like what? I, he's out forever. This is so, Ben. This is Ben Davies two point Trent's on like corners and freeze and shit. It's like. No, so I mean, this is the thing. I, I've been playing around with it. I've had I've had Trent in there when I've had Victorian and Pogba, and I've had Trent instead of Blend, and I just don't love having Pogba and Victorian. Yeah, feel you like don't I, want that. You can't. Do I don't that. want that. I, I want the double defense for United, and if I have Trent in there, and I have you know a few four or fives, I could do, but then I have like a bunch of money in the bank. It's weird. Well, can't you bring in uh, one of the Spurs mids maybe instead of double United mids? I mean, then I would then the problem with that is I would be either looking at a double four zero at goal, which might be okay, or I would be looking at Trent as my as my Trent and Naughton as my third and fourth defenders, and then a four zero as my fifth. That's fine. All of those all of those things don't feel fine. The defenders, I think, is fine. The two four zero goalies is not good. 
Hmm. I don't know. I think we're. I would need, but I would need both. That's the thing. Yeah, we're so we're basically what we're saying is we're struggling finding any midfielders you like between nine, eight, and nine that aren't. What what happened to your love for like Mares? Yeah, I mean, I still love Mares, but the fixtures aren't great. I mean, his stats are okay, but yeah. When I'm looking at someone like Mares compared to someone like Coutinho, Coutinho. It's, it's, that's dumb. Like yeah. that's a dumb thing. Yeah. And with Trent, even though four or five, absolutely incredible value. Agree with you. I think he's a fantastic pick with the Klein news. I still am worried about rotation and yeah, those game rotated. weeks when I yeah he's going to get rotated with Champions League and those game weeks when I'm going to be expecting or needing him to play and I have Mbemba or some fucking four oh non player. And I only have one defender on coverage. Like that's thin. Yeah, that's so very what's, thin. What's your full midfield right now? It's Salad, Phil, Salad, Phil, Paul, Brady, and Brady, Paul, and Child. Yes, and Chalaba. Yeah, yeah. And then my defense right well, now. So I, I wonder blended. if you do end up turning one of those into like, you know, a more mid-price guy. If you if it's worth having one mid-price slot, we just I went mean, over I, a lot of the interesting guys. I don't know. I mean, I could easily take a punt. And switch Pogba and Coutinho into Antonio and Ali. You know, I mean, that's that's not an issue. I could do that. I just it just hasn't felt great. Yeah, yeah. Pogba stats are really good, dude. This is this is really hard. good. And then so defense, I have Blendon Jones, which again I I really like having double United defense. I, I just think that they're going to yeah, be having, keeping a lot more clean. So I I would rather have that than where the value is in midfield at that eight to nine million is Pogba and Mkhitaryan. So David. You know, yeah, I don't want to go there again. Wow. So anyway, so I've got that, and then I've got three four fives. Um, Naughton speaks for himself. He's by far the best four or five defender option in the game to me. Legend. And then I, I've got Stephen Ward in there from Burnley. He's got some pretty good stats. He's got that goal already. Yeah, he's and good. they have pretty yeah they have pretty good home rotating fixtures. And I then, like the way he looks a lot. Yeah, big nose, love the nose, like ridiculous clay made of clay nose. Yeah, like claymation. Claymation. It's and sick. then fifth defender, very late turn in his uh, dunk on Brighton. Interesting. He has so many touches in the box and shots in the box. So yeah, like so him. you're looking for some sort of attack in return? Yeah, I mean, they have also pretty decent fixtures and they've been tight. He's just, again, I like having depth. You know, you know I like, I don't like oh, having Oh, definitely. Last year. I like having depth. I just don't, I just feel like they're the worst team in the league. So I just they want to might go there. be, but they might be, but they're really tight at home. And but there's also got, like there's the Huddersfield guys. Like, how could you yeah. ever argue dunk over any of them? Because their fixtures are absolutely diabolical in the next two months. Yeah, yeah. and I, I like Clark a little bit. You know, Kieran, yeah, I love Nate's, Kieran, dude. Yeah, Nate's love child, but dunks fixtures plus his outstanding. Attacking stats and, and touches and shots in the box and whatever looks like he's an okay option as my fifth defender. But you know, like last year, I had fucking Amat and that fucked me so bad. Yeah, it's because, bad. It's bad having yeah, non-playing so, players. Yeah, so I I like having the three, four, fives there and then having the double United guys. What about someone like, like the structure? Bre- what about someone like Britos? Oh my god, I'm gonna fucking <laughs> run through my mic and kill you right now. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, this dude on Facebook, Mahesh Jega Disan. Sorry about the pronunciation. So please discuss five million and below wingbacks. Who's the best option for the next five or six weeks? I, I mean, mean, Naughton. Yeah, Naughton's great. Naughton is if, if 
if he's playing three at the back, Naughton is the best defender in the game by far. <laughs> pass Alonso, pass anyone. Do you disagree? Dude, Kyle. I mean Dude, four five as a fucking wing back? Are you kidding me four, with that? Four five shit? wing back two on cleans the, and three? The bus king of Wales. Yeah. It's a ridiculous joke. Naughton is absolutely the best thing in the world. Yeah, I'm very happy to have Kyle in this moment. Their, fixture, their I mean, fixtures are good too. Yeah, no, their fixtures are fantastic, which is part of the reason why I like the structure because having three, four, fives and being able to actually start Naughton because before when I have three heavy defenders in, ahead of Naughton, I'm going to be benching him every week. Yeah, I think he's fantastic. His points are just going to return, yeah. Yeah, he's a fantastic start. And yeah, Naughton's and it's, it's so easy to rotate when you have as few bad fixtures as he has. You know, right. it's just like, okay, right. you just need someone for yeah. game week five. And someone for game week 10 or something like that. You right. know, it's like you can yeah. just slot those in. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. And, and then, then I have and Foster, then Foster and Elliot. Foster and Elliot. I, I, I don't love Foster, but West Brom, I, I don't no, like yeah. rooting against West Brom Cleans. I, I just want a piece. He yeah. rotates pretty well with Elliot. Um, I mean, something I have played around with, like we mentioned earlier, is Elliot and Krull. But I think Foster, you know, uh, flopping Krull's, hands is pretty Krull's, good. Uh, he's not even there anymore. Yeah, he's at Brighton, but Ryan is a nightmare. So I think Kroll of the four O's besides Elliot is the best chance of overtaking his uh, his incumbent. Wait, he went to Brighton? Yeah. Holy fuck, I totally missed that. I thought he went yeah. to like League One or something. No, no, no. He's, he's at Bright, Brighton. Yeah. Took him, so. I mean, Brighton are League One levels, I guess. So makes Ugh, sense. I don't, I don't like the Brighton. I like the Brighton hate, but I also love the Donk. So anyway, they, they, you know Pickford's really good over there at five zero, and he's going to be someone that we're going to be looking at soon when their fixtures turn. But I don't know, dude. Oh man, that is. So right, how do so you take, how, let, take let, away? Before, nah, before, nah, 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 nah. What? 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 You don't like Phil, dude? I can't believe. I thought you would no, fucking no, no, no. sucking my dick about Phil. I love Phil, no, but when people Phil. tweet in, you know, and that's it, this is different because most people who tweet in are not on wildcard. When, when when people tweet in, like, I'm looking to transfer Kev maybe to Coutinho, I'm always like, no, just get, like, Salah. Just get yeah, Mane. But, like, that's, but that's an absurd That's a no-brainer. But, yeah, it's yeah. much different when you're on wildcard and your team is deep as fuck. You have every spot is a starter and, like, with some value. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to refute your argument, I think. But what what I was going to ask you is how do you feel – Looking back at pulling the trigger, do you think that this was a good oh, time no, no, no. to wildcard? Yeah, my my team was a, an absolute mess. Yeah, There's it was no kind question. Of a fucking I, fire. I, it was a mess. I would have been having to take repeated hits just to try and get to what bad teams looked like. I I think that there was no question about it. I feel great about doing it. Yes, that's a, that's what I mainly wanted to hear. Yeah, but. I want to go back to it, though, because I think it is an interesting point, and it's, honestly, it's been something I've never really thought about in the last few years of playing FPL when I've been on wildcard, is really looking at, and maybe it's because I did it during the international break, but looking at the point scores to date, but trying to disassociate yourself from that, and then also looking at the near term. And you don't want to ever set yourself up for transfers that you're going to have to take in the next couple of weeks. So it's kind of thing that like, oh, well, Lukaku has a better fixture this week than Kane. So is it okay if I have Lukaku and leave enough in the bank to get Kane next week? Or 
you know, with Coutinho, you know, he's at eight eight. He's great value. You know that he's going to be starting to trickle into teams when he starts getting on the team sheet. I'm trying. And Morata, you know, Morata has great points so far, but Jesus, Lacazette haven't done so far. But when you're looking at the near term fixtures, you know, it paints a picture that Morata's fixtures aren't as good. So it's really, I'm trying to really look at who I'm going to want versus who's already scored. And I think it's a difficult line to, you know, to toe the line. Yeah, is difficult, it's, it's so much easier to make to, weekly transfers because you don't really have to factor that in. And you right. do to an extent. You're not getting in a guy who's only going to play one week, but you're mainly just you probably have a problem and you're looking to fix it. But I think it's an important thing because it's really important when you, especially when you with game week one when you start the year, it's less important because you always have that wild card to you know reset button. But when you wild card, there's nothing until fucking January. So you really need to make sure that you set your whole team up. For success in the medium, near, short, long term, so it's just something to keep in mind. I think it's just an interesting thing because it's easy to stick as many of those blue stars in your team of players who are you know top in their position for goal scoring so far or point scoring so far. But you know, it's just it's just something an interesting little game theory thing I've been thinking about. No, yeah, it's it's very interesting, and I wonder if you know it's only Tuesday now, so I'm sure there'll be more tinkering until until the deadline, but I wonder if that sort of reasoning is like a feather in someone like Murata's cap that ends up, you know, pushing you that way, just because there really is no competition for his place right. all season safe. long. So safe. Yeah. So safe. Yeah. So, I mean, we're running a little bit longer than we thought, but I think we're talking about some good things. A couple of other things I wanted to touch on were a couple of talking about the near term and players who have not scored points yet. Very premium midfielders, uh, Hazard and Alexis. Yeah, I brought them up earlier. So, how do, what do you? Th- what are your thoughts on them? I mean, I had a good spell where I had Alexis in my team. Um, yeah. He's like I was discussing earlier about just the leap of faith. It's it's kind of one of those where he's obviously going to want to go in January. Arsenal look like they're a mess, but. If he wants to go in January, he's going to have to play good football from now until then, in the fall and the winter months. So I think he's going to come into our team soon. I think pens off of him to Lacazette's going to be a little bit of a troublesome thing. I don't think Wenger's going to be as dumb as he was against um, against you guys and, and bench Lacazette and play Alexis up the middle. I think he's going to be, have to resign himself with that wing role. But 11-9, you know, it's not insane to fit him in with Kane. It's just, you know, a downgrade. You got to take an extra midfield punt. I think he's going to have to, he's, we're going to have to think about him soon. Yeah, he's definitely, I think if you're wild carding like you are and, and not thinking about him at all, you're making a big mistake. And like, I feel like not having him is okay, but having a way to get to him is, should be left open. Because like we were just saying, setting yourself up not just for short term, not just for this week, but for long term, it's very easy to imagine a world where three weeks from now Alexis is in every team and the number one captain. And you should have a sort of double switch that you can do to get there, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's the other thing that's the most tricky is that Alexis, uh, Alexis and Arsenal have the best fixtures in the near term of any of the heavy hitting. Yeah. Um, they have really good FPL pictures. options, but 
you know, are you going to bring Alexis in versus and also captain him? It's it's a big step. Yeah, yeah, he's not there yet. But yeah, like you said, game week six, seven, eight. It's like home West Brom, home Brighton at Watford. Like, yeah, I wouldn't good. be surprised if he's captain in all those, in all three no. of those. You know, no, he's he's definitely a shout. And then Hazard. I mean, what do you think about him? Yeah, I mean, everyone's going nuts about his like returns against fucking Gibraltar. Like, who gives a shit? We know what he's going to do in FPL. He's going to be very inconsistent, uncaptainable because he, you never know when he's going to return. Yet he's going to finish in the top five overall points of midfielders. He's yep. that's just yeah, what he always does. Every yeah. year, yeah, every year. Yeah. Um, I like him. I if he wasn't hurt, mm-hmm. there's a chance I would have started the season with him. I think just because <laughs> it would have been a set and forget, just like leave him for two months. But fuck off, dude. I wish he was not hurt so he could have banted about that. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, thinking back to preseason, like, you would have been ripping into me for going Hazard over, like, KDB or something. Because they're both kind of just set and forget long term guys who are going to score a lot of points. But do you think you imagine that world? Yeah, exactly. Like, Conte is like, wait, my defenders have to be, like, big and strong. Why would I ever do that? Pep's like, no, they don't. No. They just have to the be gym. Kev. The ginger Harry is definitely playing center back from now on. Yeah, so, I mean, fuck, dude. It, <laughs> Haz is never a bad pick. It's just tough He's to a spend 10-5 on a non-captainable player. He's a bad pick. He's never a bad pick. He's a bad pick. He's a fucking shit. He will lay into us as he does every season when we don't have him. <laughs> Can't wait to watch his little Belgian dick slide up my ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> final, final talking point, Alonzo. Tough one. Yeah, I'm surprised you don't have him. Honestly, uh, surprised. He's, he's he's been in and out, in and around, everywhere. But I just I want heavy hitting attackers, and the seven he, he million. Is, he is one. I know, I know. Uh-huh. He's not because he plays fucking defense. And I, I, he's looked so good the first few weeks, but honestly, I don't recall watching Chelsea last season when Hazard was playing on the left and seeing Alonso getting to these same positions. So I'm a little concerned that. What are you talking about? We had him all year, like. No, I know, but he wasn't taking like three shots in the box every game. Like that's not that's not what he was doing last year. I don't know. I don't remember the stat comparison. I'll I'll pull it up, but. Fuck, dude. Yeah, I mean, we were, just, we were just we were just talking about like maybe lowering one of your midfielders into that bracket. It's like, why wouldn't you turn Dunk into Alonzo and drop a midfielder lower and turn, you know, I don't know, get Ali or something? I don't know. And that, and that's the thing is like, I like having the W United mid, the W United defense, and I like rotating one spot between the three of Ward, Naughton, and Dunk. I think I'm gonna get I'm gonna get ahead there. But and uh, right like in a four-three-three, three, you're starting Alonzo, Naughton, and double United defense with one rotating for Naughton. Like that's incredible to me. That sounds incredible. Is that bad? No, it's not. It's not like Naughton is unbenchable for the next like almost ten game weeks, aside from two. Naughton is the new soup. <laughs> Naughton and no, Brady. Not- uh, we Naughton need to get gets some me. fucking gay porn so I can just jerk it to Naughton and Brady right there. Naughton gets me very hard. Yeah, Brady's you're, like, yeah, you're eh, freaking whatever. out about Naughton. <laughs> I'm about Naughton. Naughton, in for, and Naughton for president. Yeah, like I'm Alonzo, dude. I'm sad you don't you, have him. I'm sad you don't have him. 
Did you get 12 points from Naughton last week? Yes. How'd that feel? It fucking sucked. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Fucking. Check us out. Martin Kelly, Joel Ward, whoever the fuck, whatever shit ass pals <laughs> defender gave the ball away to him. <laughs> just teeing him up for a 12 pointer. I'm not checking right, us out yet because let's pick captains because <laughs> we didn't do it last week. Uh, and we haven't even talked about my team. Let's talk about. I, I'm, dude, I've been selfish this week. No, yeah. Well, you're on wildcard, so it's like way more interesting. But let's just let's, blaze let's, through captains. Like, who do you like? Who are you capping? It's really hard this week. I'm on I mean, Lukaku right now. If I, I have Morata, I would definitely captain him over yeah. Lukaku or Kane. I think I'm going to go with Salad. Yeah. Muhammad. Yeah. Salah. Yeah, I, Pauline. I mean, he, he gets is, a, he gets enough pops. I just I think yeah, that his that's stats my are best fucking shout. absurd. Absolutely yeah, I don't, fucking absurd. I just Everton are so good. Yeah, we've we've and, all captained someone at Goodison, and it yeah, it's always never ends good. in tears. Never it's good. Horrible. I just don't want to go there again. Shits on captains. Yeah. He's gonna pack the midfield. They're gonna be tight. It's gonna be a tough one for Spurs. I just think Salah is the best shot for me about getting him behind. I would have Captain Mane if I had him. I think I'm going to go Salah. Yeah, I'm on Lukaku at Stoke. It doesn't feel good, but I don't know. I don't want to Captain Kane. I don't want to Captain Firmino. I don't know. It's so hard this week. It's genuinely and, that, and this is this is why the Arsenal shout. Yes, yeah, this is where thing. it comes in. Yeah, if you've got Lacazette or you have. Alexis, I mean, that's just you captain them and you just hope that they get their shit together and on paper, like, do what they should do. Yeah, be so unsurprising if they just, like, 3 0. Yeah. Yeah. I'm captaining Tammy Abraham, home Newcastle. Maybe I'll captain Robbie Brady, home Palace. God. (laughs) Which is why I'm still not 100% on Jesus over Lacazette because. What about Murata? Murata at Leicester, I would captain over. Uh, Leicester over are all good, the guys. dude. Leicester are good. I think I Leicester know. are just good. as good as. I think they're just as good as Everton. That's ridiculous, and I no, it's not agree. ridiculous. It's absolutely not ridiculous. It's just sound because I just said it. No, it's awful. I hate no, that you're, job. You're a, you're a fucking idiot. Everton defensively are so much better. No, not with Dragovich, the dragon, dude. Dude, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> We shouldn't have a pot anymore. Fucking A. All right. Well, yeah, captain's hard. You're going Salah. Just pick someone. It doesn't matter. Blah, blah, blah. Let's talk about your team. Yeah, so I've been sitting on – it's just not interesting. I've been sitting on the same double change since the end of last game week, which was like five months ago, and it's still probably almost definitely what I'm going to do, which is Kev and Genie to Brady, obviously, and Salah, obviously. And then that leaves me a ton of money in the bank, which I don't think I will use now because it's not really worth me taking a hit. But it leaves the option open of going like Mariapa to Alonso or a big upgrade on Chalaba or something like that. So I'll have to play with it. You should probably do it tomorrow because Wijnaldum is like right there. I know. Wijnaldum is about to go down and Salah's might move up. So yeah, I, I might do it tomorrow. I just want to hold out because obviously I want like 
to wait as long as possible, but yeah, I might have to. But do we it. we also we're not waiting for more information at this point, right? Everything's done. Yeah, all the internationals are done. Yeah. I don't know. Just yeah, you it's should, always you good should to fire wait. you should fire tomorrow, though, because you don't want to lose point two. Point yeah, one. I'll probably just do it. Um, it'll, uh, yeah, it'll I mean, be I think shitty that's... to start Chalaba. Wait, dude, you're gonna go fucking sell over Mane when you have the money for Mane? Yeah, because I want to leave the Alonso option open, and I just think <sighs> they're gonna end the season very similarly and like goals and assists and points and i'm saving like 0.6 it's a lot okay so you're gonna keep chalaba in as a starter yeah for for this week not long term um i don't think i lose that much there he has like a pretty good chance at a three-pointer at southampton because they're fucking horrible you know i'm fine with a three-pointer it's better than a minus four and, All right, lad. And then I go, you know, if I do end up doing next week Mariapa to Alonzo, then Carol and Chalaba stay in my team as bench spots, and I go 4-3-3. Yeah. yeah, hey, what's up? Yeah, so that's that. Hey, girl. Let's do anus slaps and then fucking wrap it. Okay, so slap on the anuses, anuses on the dick Yeah, the, the yeah. lowest level patron award for all of the geniuses. We <laughs> have <laughs> Chad Hartery. Not to be mistaken with Artery. Einer, Fadness, Luke Barlow, Chris Coyne, Freddie Brown, and Kyle Menzies. Don't call me Menzies, Menz. He's in Mensa. We got Joe B., Alex Stevens, Tim Naylor, a.k.a. Bocce Coach, I believe. Adam Latouz, don't tease me, bro. Randall Osborne. Well, he has all these asterisks next to his name. What are you trying to tell me? He might not have paid us. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Randall getting away with the highway <laughs> robbery I for- there. I forgot. I forgot. I put asterisks for a reason. He might have subscribed. If I not, you good job. You just completely bamboozled us. <laughs> and then the, the latest anus to slap is Daniel Adler. Thank you guys so much. Daniel Adler, brother of Michael Adler from Hart School of High School. <laughs> we love you guys. Thanks. And Thanks, uh, yes. that's it. Check us out. FMLPL.com. Follow on Twitter at FMLPL. Support us. Patreon.com slash FMLPL. Cheers.